but but what is your first name if anything so it's really funny because um luna bird i have i haven't told anybody this um it's not my birth name but i changed my name to luna bird so oh legit yeah it is my my name first name last name yeah oh wow my last name is actually bird but um luna was not my birth name um i don't even like to tell people my birth name is i kind of feel like debuting that like at some point in the future Mm -hmm. i kind of pulled like a like a kendrick lamar (laughs) okay and changed my name up on an album and Uh... like i don't i feel like that'd be cool um but yeah technically it's, it's my name name so here we are i am luna (laughs) <laughs> wow legally wow that's the first time ever i never would have thought that legally luna bird just don't talk just don't talk yeah. <coughs> who this those demons inside you <coughs> mm. oh oh let go oh it's too late oh, i'm dying no way! I can't believe this! Oh no, man, come on. Oh no. Don't die on me. God damn it. Don't die. Fuzzy. Somebody did this. This time around, for this episode specifically, I've been on a manhunt, per se. Literally. Well, not literally, because that would be criminal in this day and age. Everybody can cancel left and right, so I can't be doing that to myself. I'm a nobody per se just yet. But right now, I'm trying to bring on somebody who's been doing their thing for as long as I've known her, and I've been introduced to her, as far as singing goes, as far as laying down the vocals on the tracks, and getting all melodic. And funny enough, she's got an animalistic name in the sense of Bird is the last name. The first name is, uh, I guess a planet? No. Is the moon a planet? I forgot. But the, no, the moon belongs to a planet. It spins orbitally in space, doing its own thing around said planet, the Earth, I guess, or I don't know. Does it go around the sun? I forget. That's why I'll leave that to Neil deGrasse Tyson. But more importantly now, I'm who this. This is something spectacular. Purposely misspelled as the typo pretends in the name itself of the podcast. Spick, S-P-I-C, tackler. Hosted by me, who this. By the way, that stands for eh, debatable according to who you ask, but... Who's hearing out that intelligence pick speaking? That's me, acronym, government otherwise, in case you're trying to detain me. Officer, I did nothing. My name's Jorge. That goes by that. But on air, I'm who this. But right now, we're trying to get introduced to another somebody who's going to be a big time somebody. I can tell by just the way they sound. It's an honor. It's a pleasure. It's about goddamn time, too. Because we've been trying to set this up for the longest. Not your fault. Not my fault, either. You know, conflicting schedules. Things happen, but I understand because you're in demand. As you, you've you been for as long as we've been knowing each other through, of course, thanks to Angel, as always, AO Production. Shout out to him always. Putting me on the different talented individuals. Today's episode, we are going to sit down, discuss, and talk the career. Everything she's got going on for her. Luna Bird. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. I mean, you had different things come up. You've had different, you know, comp- um, commitments to get to. So I understand that too. But 
Glad yeah. to finally do this with you and have you sit down with us and elaborate on who Luna Bird is to begin with and why we should care about what she does, meaning you. Now, I don't mean in the third person, but, you know, you know what I mean. Right. But how you been, though? How's everything going so far for you today? I've, I've been really good. Wow. Um, I don't know. It's so interesting because, it, I mean, it's been super bittersweet, like, with the pandemic and everything that's going on. In regards to that, I mean, it's so sad because so many people have lost so many loved ones, um, friends, etc. But unpopular opinion, I've really enjoyed this, like, quarantine. I've enjoyed, like, being stuck at home. I've enjoyed being to myself. Um, I feel like it's really allowed me to get so much work done. Mm. Um, so I'm really coming out of this, like, this quarantine just, like, glowing and, like, happy, like, it is perfect. It was perfect. It's I'm good. <laughs> it worked to your favor. It worked in my favor. I really just feel like I don't know. The older I've gotten, I feel like I have I've had this like belief that like even though I'm young, which is so common with people like my age, it's like I feel like I'm running out of time for whatever reason. <laughs> I feel like I'm running out of time. I feel like the world is spinning ahead. So the fact that like everything was on pause for a couple of months, I great because I feel like I was able to play catch up <laughs> I feel like I was able to play catch up really like get my ducks in order um so I've been good thank you for asking well funny enough I mean not to offend women out there if I have a female audience at all whatsoever but just like every woman does they feel like they're running out of time running short on it too because you're young you are so you yes. definitely got a lot of time ahead of you but I, I guess a lot, but I guess that's in every woman's case or their mind per se, where they feel like they're running short of it, you know. To... Yeah, I don't know what it is. I feel like it's really common. I feel like once I hit the eight, I feel like as soon as I turned 18, I was like, damn, I'm running out of time. <laughs> like 18, really, sis? Like you just started. I mean, thank God that I'm here because, you know, shit happens every day and, you know, things happen to people every day. So I'm very thankful that I'm still here. But, you know, just considering like my age and all the things that I still have yet to accomplish, like I have time, just gotta exhale. That yeah. goes for anybody my age. Oh yeah, there's a long road ahead of you, especially because I got you at least by ten years. So I'm the one with the you ticket. Don't look at wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we had this conversation though. You look great. Oh well, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, <laughs> they say black don't crack, but I haven't yet, so I, I'm still in the running, of course. And I got right. at least a, some years left to that. Uh, I'm light-skinned, so I'm going to show visibly, it, given the amount of time, short, uh, soon enough, I guess. I'm really... What's, wait, what's your ethnicity? I've never known... Oh, well, I'm Peruvian. Oh, okay, yeah. So you don't crack either. Well, we're not supposed to, but it, had I gotten my mother's color at least, she's like a shade darker than I am, then I'd be good until like 50-something. But I'm... I'm starting to see the crow's feet come in and like the frown lines, you know, show like up. It's, it's, it's okay. I mean, you know what? I'm not made to be beautiful. The women are the ones that got that job. That's that's their <laughs> duty to do that. You know, I, I'm right. going to be refined, I hope, if anything, but maybe. Let's see. But that's funny. Father time is cruel, but it's not. it hasn't been cruel to you. If anything, it's been playing up to your favor because... We'll get into that in a little bit, too. But I do want to get back into, and I played it last episode, shout-outs again to Poison Ivy, a friend in common. Very talented. Glad to have her on, and I'll have her soon enough again when uh, 
I think I had in mind to do a Jay-Z birthday episode I wanted to do last year when he turned 50, knowing yeah. she's a Jay-Z fan, but we'll deal with this year since, you know, conflicting schedules all around. But we did play Kick It With Me last time, which is your current single, just released, yeah. fresh out the oven and such. Very proud of yourself. You should be. Uh, I know you can't hear it, but I'll play you an applause anyway. You deserve it. Well earned. But <laughs> and, and we'll touch on the single itself, how it came to be. And it just sets the vibes. It's like perfect for summer. You know, you're making a simple request. Come kick it with me. That's all. No, right. It's not demanding. It's not overzealous. You're not being like Keisha Cole threatening or, you know, getting baby mama energy with it at all. You're not Gene, Gene Aiko whispering and humming and maybe like singing it to the angels. You're just doing the only. You're like, come on, please, kick it with me. Come on, consider. Yeah, just come along for the ride. And you come along for the audio ride. Kick it with me, the brand new single from Luna Bird, our guest today. When we come back, we'll be touching on the single, her career, what she's got going on, and then some on something spectacular. And again, that was for the second time. It's a repeat offender song-wise. Hopefully she'll be a repeat offender as far as coming back to the show at this appearance, just like Frankie Payne, who produced this masterpiece, yeah. Kick It With Me is. Kick Shout it out with to Frankie Payne. Shout out to the Payne. Always a big-time Payne. 
I would assume work with him. Not that he's an asshole, not that he's like overzealous or anything, but he just demands the best at him. Am I right in saying that? Would he have you do like takes over and over? He is so funny. Um, Frankie and I, even though we work like a lot together, initially, um, Dame mas. we had a hard time working together <laughs> because um, he's very straight to the point, like in the studio, very straight to the point. Um, very like straightforward, very, very honest in the studio. Um, and we had to get like a feel for each other's vibes and how we work together. Um, so we were able, like when we wrote, um, well, when we created Kick It With Me, um, was really, I would say the, a great example of how we really come into our own, like, I guess, like rhythm for creating. Um, because I mean, Frankie's, Frankie's great. Um, one of the best, if not the best guitar player on the East Coast will always stamp that, will always say that. Um, phenomenal musician. Um, and so just us working together just like made sense. And we always would work on a couple of things together and, you know, things that really haven't seen the light just yet. Mm -hmm. um, so working with this, um, I heard the beat and I was like, okay, um, I need that. That's mine. I just put a little, you know, just write Luna right next to the B and put a little asterisk because that's mine. Um, and what happened after that was that I just heard the beat. I wrote to it. Next day, I was like, hey, song is done. So here it is. Oh. Recorded it, sent it back to him. Um, and yeah, that's how it kind of came to be. I, I just, I knew the direction that I wanted the song to go into. Um, and he... It's interesting because he, when he produced the beat, he saw a completely different vision for it. Um, but he was like, wow, like, I really love, like, where you took it to because I didn't even see it going in this direction. Mm. So he's, he's always really a delight to work with. Um, definitely straightforward. Definitely um, very, 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 very honest. <laughs> but you love that because you don't want a yes man working with you. Like, if you're making yeah. something well, like, Frankie's going to tell you. Yeah, I've had the pleasure of sitting in on one of his sessions, but I think his name was Akambi. I don't want to get it wrong. Akambi! I yeah. love Akambi. Shout out to Akambi. Shout out to him. He's got a great voice himself, too, yes. for a male's yeah, perspective. I yeah. in a song with Akambi um, that like, um, Frankie produced as well. So the three of us have also worked together, too. Mm, okay. So we'll probably hear something from the three of you together on one track, hopefully, soon. Maybe, yeah, if he decides to, like, release it, then absolutely. Oh, nice. That'd be great, though, because your yeah. voice, his voice together, and the pain just piecing it all together in the background would be something awesome. Well, actually, that's an interesting perspective, because all I did for that song was songwriting, so I wasn't ah. doing that track, but that would be really dope. Like, um, Akambi and I doing, like, a song together, me mm -hmm. featuring on one of the tracks, like, who knows? That'd be really dope. That would be. Shout out to the Akambi again, because uh, as Frankie described the best, he called him a Nigerian Michael Jackson in the sound that's so funny <laughs> it <laughs> is true he's got sweet ass vocals though i'll give him that has, i really i feel like a combi is like i feel like a combi's voice he could do anything he wanted yeah but i feel like the songs that he makes and then like also the tonality of his voice i feel like he kind of falls into like that bedroom like pop category because he kind of gives you like justin bieberish vibes too mm. and like the weekend vibes 
almost. As I well. could hear that. Yeah, you're right. I could hear that okay. a little bit. But yeah, shout out yeah. to him again. But I, so that brings me back to this with Kick It With Me. So I thought perhaps since you work frequently together, that might have been something he crafted for you in mind. But you're saying he, you just happened to hear it, Frankie, as far as what he made. And you yep. said, that's mine right away. Yeah. So did you have the song or the lyrics or anything like that in mind once you heard it or before going into it? No, I didn't have anything. Um, I knew what I wanted to write about. So I had the idea, but I didn't have any lyrics. I didn't have the notes or nothing. Um, I co-wrote the song with um, my homegirl, Hydra. Um, shout out to her. She's a singer and songwriter as well. Her IG is at 407. Hydra. Um, so she's really dope. We co-wrote the song together. We write a lot together as well. Um, and I went to her and I was like, hey, listen to this beat that Frankie produced. Um, you know, tell me what you think. Um, she played it for her. She really loved it. Mm. And I was like, okay, well, I want to write a song to this because I kind of feel like this This kind of feels like my first single. And she's like, really? And I was like, yeah. So we wrote to it, told her my idea. Um, and yeah, that's really how the song came into fruition. Hmm. All right. Well, it's it surprises me because obviously I'm not a musician. I so I admire all you guys when you do your thing, or I can get like more insight how on how everything comes together. So, as a singer and a songwriter that you are, do you find it? Well, better yet said, better yet asked. You're still fairly young. How long have you been doing it for? I guess would be my leading question. Wow. I've been in the music industry for a couple years now. So I've always, how do I say this? In terms of making my own music, I've really only started recently. Like I would say about three years ago. Mm -hmm. um, before that, I was working in concert production. So I produced and coordinated nationwide um, tours. Okay. So we would fly to like Canada. We would fly to um, uh, Los Angeles, like pretty much everywhere, Texas. Um, and so I did that for a while. Um, I worked in both American music and K-pop as well. Hmm. I did everything from like street team. I was a runner. I was a PA. I did social media managing. I did stage managing and artist care managing as well. So I did that for a while and that was a lot of fun. I originally went into that because I wanted to learn all aspects of music because I knew I wanted to be a singer. Um, but I stayed in that world like kind of for a little longer than I wanted to hmm. um, because I, I kind of just got happy like learning and being there. And so there was this one tour that I was on that really made me feel like, that made me realize like, hey, I was here to learn a little bit of what I wanted to do. I kind of stayed a little longer than I wanted to. Now it's my time to go. Um, and that was for an artist called CL. Mm -hmm. um, she did a nation uh, North American tour. Um, she did stops in Vancouver, Ontario, Los Angeles, Texas, um, really like, east to west but all over it was dope it was, it was a great tour um she's part of this group called 2ne1 um they've disbanded but she ah. went to her own like solo thing so i did that tour and that was super hard 
um, just because of the team um, that I, the team of people that I had to work with, really. Um, I am a black woman. I'm soy Afro Latina. I'm Afro Latina, hmm. and um, working not only being a woman in a male like dominated industry, but being a black woman in a Korean male dominated <laughs> industry at that was was always super hard and super difficult. Hmm. Um, so it was a delight to work with, um, but it was definitely some. Um, I experienced some prejudice on the tour Did from you? someone actually on my side of the team. Yeah, um, I was threatened, and that's what made me be like, okay, so why am I putting up with this shit? I could be literally everything that I'm doing for all these other artists that I've done throughout the years, I could be applying it to myself. Hmm. Um, and so after I experienced that, I was like, you know what? Yeah, I think I'm gonna just go. So I quit. And ignore my dogs in the background because they have no sense. They're just cutting it up in the background. Like, ignore them. You can literally breathe on my door and they will work. So, wow. Small dogs. The, yeah, a Yorkie oh. and a Chihuahua. Yeah, they're the type. They'll just... They'll get Aggie off anything, I know. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, essentially, that's what happened. Um, and before that, I was... Sorry. Oh, give it give it one second. Oh, good. They don't want to be left out. That's all it is. They don't, they don't want to be left out of the interview. Especially the oh. goddamn chihuahuas. They, they act up. It, it, oh, my gosh. And she's the main one. <laughs> they always are. I, I hate chihuahuas. I love dogs, but I hate she's chihuahuas. so sweet, but, like, she... Hold on, give me one second. I'm gonna see if I can um <laughs> I am back. <laughs> it was just a delivery and uh, okay. Dogs love mealmen. So there's that. Sorry about that. No, you're good, you're good. I mean again, I was saying I love dogs. I'm an animal person, but I hate Chihuahuas specifically because yeah. the only times I ever gotten almost bitten or bitten uh was Chihuahuas. Yeah. That's crazy. That's so funny because people will say that about like pit bulls, and I love pit bulls. They're like the most harmless. Like I do too. They're the big babies. Harmless. They're literally big. Ba- oh my god! I yeah. love them. Okay, I could literally talk about pit bulls all day. Don't get me started. I didn't even know that you were that you were a fan of them like that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Never met an aggressive, it's crazy. I never met an aggressive, like, bad-tempered pit bull, funny enough. But chihuahuas, everyone I've interacted with have been, like, it, I've been bitten, they've pissed on me, they whatever it would yep. be. Yeah, all the above. Yeah. They're no good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, if they want to if they wanna breed out anything, you know, leave the pit bulls alone, get rid of the chihuahuas. We really don't need them. Get rid of the chihuahuas. Some of them are pretty cute. They're like the really hairy ones, but they're so loud. I don't know what the hairy ones are cute, yeah. but yeah. I guess if I if everything was taller than me, I'd probably be like. <laughs> I honestly, I'd be tight. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. And speaking of that, you're not short by any means. You're pretty tall yourself, so I, I guess. I'm five, I'm five foot six and a half. Oh, so you wear boots a lot then, I guess, because I always see you as like almost as tall as me. Every time, I, every time you see me, I've I've worn like 
shoes, like sneakers with like some sort of. Ah. But I'm five foot six and a half. Okay. But still, that's a good height. That's a good height. Respect. If people ask me, I say five foot seven because I just round up <laughs> to the half. It's your artistic height. Technique. Yeah, but yeah. That's your stage height. Yeah, right. That's the stage height. Right. That's what they're gonna get on the interviews. Five seven. But <laughs> but going back to but going back to that of all things, like you were working behind the scenes for a K pop act, as you mentioned, and you said you face discrimination, which I wanna say I'm surprised, but then again, knowing them, no racism of course intended, but it would be there because they will look at you as the odd man out per se, right? In all yeah, situations. The woman that, because um, it was a woman that did it, um, she at the moment was the stage manager and the artist care manager. We were in Ontario, and I think that was the last stop on the tour. Um, and Throughout the whole tour, I was paired with her because I'm a very patient person and I'm very kind. Um, so I was literally told, like, hey, we're pairing you with her because, you know, we know that you can handle it. We know that you can handle her. And I was like, okay, well, sure, fine, whatever. Um, so throughout the whole tour, it was just, like, a lot of, like, microaggressions um, and things that I had to put up with and, like, her outbursts mm. and stuff like that. So... Really on the last day of the tour, and and she would also she had a a habit and a knack for not doing anything and then taking all the credit when I did it for her. That. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um. But anyway, last day of the tour, she was just really on one. She like yelled at me in front of the like the um the intern. She, uh, which I was not jacking at all. Like I didn't like that. But again, I'm very patient, so I kind of just walked away. I said I did what she wanted me to. And then um, she pulled me outside in front of another friend and started, like, like later on in the day, and she, she just cursed me out. Oh. She was, like, just all this, saying all this, like, these F-bombs and the shits and whatever. I don't want to curse, but, like, she was just cursing. And I said to her, I was like, and what really pissed her off is that, again, I'm very patient. And when people kind of are on a thousand, I have a talent of just being like at zero. So mm. she's like yelling at me and it upsets her that like I'm being super calm, cool and collected. And she's like, well, why aren't you saying anything? And why do you act like you don't care? And I said to her, well, so, so, so and so person. I was like, you know, you can't expect to be treated with all this respect and kindness when you aren't giving it to other people. Right. She was like, well, what is that supposed to mean? And I was like, well, you just came out here and cursed me out and called me out of my name. And she was like, well, no one's going to believe you. And I was like, excuse me? And she was like, yeah, it's my word against yours. Who do you think they're going to believe? Hmm. Right, majority rules, I guess, in her favor. Yeah, I'm, I'm the minority in the situation. It was me and two other black girls on the tour. And I was like, all right, if that's how you feel. I went and I told their CFO, our CFO tried confronting her about it. She got pissed off and quit. Mm. And the tour manager was like, okay, well, since she quit, I don't have enough time for her shit because she did this on another tour as well That I, when I worked with her again. And um, she, he was like, you know, are you able to take up her, like, her, the mantle? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm down. You know, when you're on tour and anything happens, like, you're supposed to be able to, like, easily adapt to anything. Right. Um, but... What was really upsetting is that because she was the stage manager, 
they really wanted her to finish. Well, one of the people wanted her to finish up the show, so they asked me to apologize. And I was like, but I'm not the one that's wrong. You right. know? That was really upsetting. But they were like, yeah, but we need her. And I was like, all right. I mean, if you want me to apologize, I don't mind. Tried to apologize, and she kind of just, like, ran away and was, like, being immature about it. But she was the one that asked for the apology. It was a whole weird situation. Long story short, that's what made me realize I'm kind of done of <laughs> done with putting up with people's shit. Um, I'd rather take all this knowledge that I am very grateful for, by the way, all the opportunities that I've received throughout the years, um, you know, working on, on different tours with all these different, like, these big artists um, with these huge productions. Um, because I've been in some of the best, you know, venues and I'm mm. able to like walk through like, you know, in between the walls and be like, you know what, I am manifesting this for myself. I'm going to perform here someday. Mm. And, you know, now that I have all of the tools to do so, like I can just do all this stuff for myself. So that's what I'm doing. Now it's just time for you to do the work to get there yourself where you've been already. Yeah. Nice. Literally. So. Well, well, the good thing is, out of all of that, is that you didn't play into the stereotype, I guess, they expected you to play up with as far as, you know, getting agitated or blowing up just because you're getting treated yeah. a certain way. So that's good. That's good on you. It made yourself yeah, look good. I, absolutely, because I feel like as a person of color, unfortunately, like, we always are able to, I don't know, we're always put in these situations where it's like, okay, well... Mm. in this situation I was like you know I I don't want to blow up at her because I'm the minority in the situation and I really do feel like if she went ahead and, and cried wolf then I would be seen as the the difficult the, one yeah the villain yeah. the difficult one. and that's something that you know I have to worry about as a woman of color as a black woman um, on the daily um, and, and other you know, black people and, and minorities have to worry about, you know, so it's really unfortunate, but um, I don't wish her any ill. I don't wish her anything bad. I mean, it's, it's all love on my end. Um, but yeah, I'm just not working there no more. I'm not doing anything like that of the sorts. I'm just doing it for me. So. Well, that's good. So then that was your clear cut path as far as you starting your own journey for yourself to start your own music thing. Yeah, so I'm thankful for that. I mean, like I said, you know, everything happens for a reason. I said that earlier to you. Everything happens in its own time. Mm -hmm. So that was really like the push that I needed to really, because everything does happen in, for a reason in its own time. Yeah. Um, so I feel like as people, sometimes we hold on to things for a little bit too long. And I kind of felt like the universe and was really just pointing me in a different direction. Like just telling me like, Luna, it's really time for you to go. You learned what you needed to. Glad that we had this experience. Thank the people you need to. And just go. I'm dip. Yeah, because I was reading that the other day, finally, and trying to apply it to my own life too. As you do as an artist, as I do as this as well. Uh, there's no losses in life. There's only lessons in what you learn and what you do with it afterwards to actually make yourself better. That's great to hear, though. But I did want to touch on one thing, because in the story you explained, they try to play you as, or hope you would play up to what they'd expect you to act up as. You know, the minority, she'll just blow up at some point, cave in, and then, you know, we'll prove ourselves right as far as her minority is concerned. But you're actually Dominican and Haitian, 
um, as far as your heritage is concerned. Yeah. Did that ever play a role in your upbringing? Because I know you said you were born here, uh, specifically. Um, where in New York are you from again? I'm sorry. Uh, Manhattan. Okay, so you're a Manhattan girl. Okay, cool. Yeah. Does that Did that ever play into your upbringing? Because uh, at least for those who aren't aware, I'm sort of kind of familiar at least. There's always been a tensity between Dominicans and Haitians. Dominicans have been very foul, very cruel towards the Haitian end. I don't believe not so much the other way around, but they haven't very they haven't been very friendly to one another per se. Has that ever yeah. played a part in your household or upbringing at all? Conflicting? Um, it definitely has affected like my up my upbringing just because um, you know well I was raised with my Dominican family and you know my father who is my mom is the one that's Haitian I mean sorry Dominican and my dad's the one that's Haitian. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really grow up with the Haitian side of my family. So I don't speak Creole or Patois or Francais. I just speak Spanish. Mm -hmm. I've always wanted to learn Creole, but I was just never taught. Um, I, it's really interesting because some of the older people in my family do hold on to, as do a lot of like old school, like Dominicans hold like some, like a lot of animosity towards Haitians, mm. um, which is really unfortunate just because, I mean, we're all on the same island. Like, we share a home. We're the same people. It's just difference. Like, the difference between us is just really who picked a poom on the boat and mm. who left where on the boat. You know what I'm saying? On the island. Yeah. Like, we're the same people and we're all beautiful. And even a lot of our dishes um, are, are, are the same. Um, and, and the foods that we eat and, and the things that we say and, and how we move and, and the way that we look too. Um, so I have always liked to say that, you know, I embody love and unity because the, you know, Dominicans and Haitians still to this day, um, they don't necessarily really get along. Yeah. Um, and the fact that I exist in itself is just, I feel like a really beautiful thing. So that's why I always like to say that, you know, I stand in love, I move in love and that I am love because, you know, who would have thought that, you know, two different, you know, people, even they're not that different, but two different kinds of people were able to find love hmm. um, and just unite themselves and, and create more love. So um, it is really interesting because when I do tell people like, hey, like I'm Dominican and Haitian, like people tend to kind of choose for me. Like, they'll be like, well, yeah, aren't you Dominican? And it's like, yeah, and Haitian. But no, but yeah, you're Dominican. No, you're Dominican. And it's like, no, and Haitian. Like, I rep my ethnicity, like, to the fullest. Um, and I'm, I'm very, very, like, I take a lot of pride in that and, and where I come from. That's cool. And, yeah, it's it's, at least for those who are familiar, more familiar than I would be with it, too. I've only read about it and I've heard from, Haitian friends that I've had that Dominicans have been, I guess the best word, not all, of course, some, per se. Yeah, no, not all of them, absolutely not. Some have been more on the foul end towards Haitians for no reason but the fact that they're Haitians or they're, per se, darker. But like you say, they literally share the same island. They're next-door neighbors, per se. Uh, I don't remember if the earthquake really affected much of the DRN, but I know it ravaged Haiti pretty, pretty much. 
And that was a whole thing too. What I think Haitians tried to like find salvage in the in the Dominican Republic, but they kind of refused him outright per se. And uh, I don't know if you recall that at all or. Yeah, the the earthquake actually did affect the whole island. Um, oh. The only thing is that Haiti has much more limited resources, oh. um, and it, it did affect Haiti like a lot, like way worse than the Dominican Republic. But DR was also affected. Like, they were also hit by the earthquake as well. Um, it's funny because there's always been Haitians in DR. Um, but it was really... I don't remember when they they passed this sort of law that pretty much said that, like, Haitians aren't allowed in the Dominican Republic. So they moved out all the Haitians back to... The Haitians. All the Haitians back to Haiti. Um, which was really unfortunate because of, you know, there were some Haitians that they were born in the Dominican Republic, you know, they, that's really all they know. And so they were kind of just forced um, back into a land that they, they aren't really familiar mm. with or, or back into a place where they don't really have anything established there. Um, but I, again, like I, I definitely, I, I love, 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 love my people, Haitians and Dominicans. Um, it's actually like a goal of mine, like a dream to host, um, to have like a concert like in Haiti and then have a concert like in DR. Hmm. Um, I would love to do that. Um, and I really would like to kind of bring light um, and attention to kind of what's going on on both of the islands. Um, I really want to rep as proudly as I can um, my people and like really my people on the map. So, hmm. yeah. Well, that's interesting because that'd be great to see to have you pull off both a show in the Dominican Republic and then the show in Haiti, I guess, too, as well. But has that either one, either or played into your music at all now that you record? Or do you think you'll ever be visiting that sound or that influence down the line, per se? Definitely. Um, I'm currently trying to find my own sound and create my own sound which has been a bit of a journey. Um, you can't really hear any of the Haitian or Dominican influences in Kick It With Me, um, but I definitely have written and performed songs that are, you know, um, not fully in Spanish, but that do have Spanish. Um, I have written a song where I've actually, I'm speaking like um, Creole on the track, is I'm not on the track, but like um, in the song as well. Hmm. Um, and so I, I am trying to incorporate not just the language, but also some of the sounds that are native to the Dominican Republic and Haiti. So, I mean, I really hope that I'm able to successfully fuse the genres that I'm trying to fuse mm. um, in a way that, you know, sounds good. Because <laughs> I feel like there's a way to, to, to not do it. <laughs> yeah. um, so, you know, as of right now, I've just been doing, you know, R&B, um, and I'm I'm really just hoping to kind of debut that soon, for sure. As far as Luna Bird is concerned, obviously I would think, let me not assume incorrectly, that's not your legit name. And I don't think I've asked you your legit name till now. Obviously, let's not put out the whole thing there, you know. But but what is your first name, if anything? So it's really funny because um, Luna Bird. I have I haven't told anybody this. It's not my birth name, but I changed my name to Luna Bird. So, oh, legit. Yeah, it is my my name. 
first name, last name. Yeah. Oh, my, wow. My last name is actually Bird, but um, Luna was not my first name. Um, I don't even like to tell people my birth name is. I kind of feel like debuting that, like, at some point in the future. Mm. I kind of pulled, like, a, like a Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> okay. And changed my name up on an album. And, uh... like, I don't I feel like that'd be cool. Um, but oh. yeah, that, uh, technically it's, it's my name name. So here we are. I am Luna. <laughs> wow. Legally. Wow. That's the first time ever. I never would have thought that. Legally Luna Bird. Legally. Yeah. And, and not even Bird B-I-R-D. It's B-Y-R-D. Y-R-D. Yes. And I'm so thankful that I literally, anytime somebody pronounces my last name correctly, I just want to kiss them. I just want to <laughs> grab their face and kiss them because I've had people say, you know, Bired. <laughs> and i'm like because bird is bird is a is a is a is a black last name like it's really common really like, with americans it's come I've, I've come to find it's really common with americans um how my mom came up with the last name bird because it's not her last name her last name is Spina, and then my dad's last name is um esteeme so uh -huh. Pina is pineapple in Spanish. Estime, I don't know what that means in, in Creole, but that's his last name. I don't know where or how they came up with Bird, but um, I don't know. Anytime somebody says the right, says it the right way, Bird, I'm like, oh, God. But wait. You beautiful Let's be real, though. You, d you do have it spelled oddly, first off. Not oddly to offend, but I mean, oddly, it's like. I know what you're saying. I'm not offended. No but, but, but if if let's just say anybody's concerned as far as having to read your name i'm gonna in my mind i would think i can't say bird because i'm gonna offend this lady so i'm gonna That's hold back from saying bird i'm gonna try to say biard or bird. <laughs> That's so funny. i just feel like i don't know like b-i-r-d bird bird fired like doesn't that feel more awkward fired well, because if I see someone literally named Bird, I'm going to, first off, I'm going to laugh to myself and hopefully not too loud. But I used to get picked on a lot, too. Like, they used to be like, oh, you fly like a bird, like, you're like little kids. Little kids are wicked. Oh, yeah, please. The the worst wicked. part is they're corny with this stuff, but, yeah, they, they oh, just yeah, relentless. <laughs> that shit, like, like little, little Luna was like, damn. <laughs> like, <laughs> that shit hurts. You know, I mean, you know, hashtag let's end cyberbullying. <laughs> yeah, like, that too. Little kids suck. Yeah, they used to pick on, you know, on my last name. But that's why I'm so proud of it now because I feel like I kind of like took it and like reclaimed, like reclaimed my own name. I don't mm. know, it's weird. But yeah, because I used to not like my last name because I was like picked on for it. So. Oh, yeah. I would assume, yeah, with that last name, it wouldn't be easy at all. Especially in New York, of all places, growing up, too. Because, like, you got everybody, like, as they say here, cutting ass on you. Just yeah, for having no, that everybody cutting ass. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fact. We have, to, we have to commend and give applause to whoever did say your name correctly upon reading it, too. Because, again, I would just think to say it. I, I can't say Bird because she's going to correct me or she's going to go off on me if I do no, say you got that. it. You got it. Well, not you me, but it. I would assume like any common person having to read your last name, like, okay, I can't say Bird. That that's gonna get yeah. her mad or something like that. So you're playing mind okay. games with us. See, you're trying to oh, tattoo okay. yourself on people's brains that way. That's smart. That's so funny. But you know what's funny to me? I feel like 
I don't know. I feel like a lot of people will get like all these like famous like painters names and German German names and Latin names like good on the first try, but then anything else that's like, oh, I'm sorry, like what's what's your name? How do you pronounce it? Like, and it's like, all right, now we're doing too much. Like my name's not that difficult. I'm, but you know, Michelangelo and 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 all these other, I don't know weird Bach like. You know, like y'all get that on first go, so why not get Luna Bird on first go? Or I, like, I think people would just be so worried about like who they're gonna potentially offend with a complicated name, and then people coming with like, I mean, it'd be okay if people had like, uh, what was her name? Gwyneth Paltrow. She named a kid Apple or one of those or Pumpkin, something like that. So that's easy enough. But I feel like it's different. Um, who named it? Uh, Elon Musk. His oh. kid's name. Yeah, 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 like Roman numerals or something. Roman numerals. Um, Accent marks. It's supposed to be like Ash or something. I don't remember, but like, I don't know. I feel like if you have a name like that, then maybe, you know, you were going to need some assistance. But like, no, like no no shade to the little kid because yeah. he's not a little kid. Um, but and, then again. No individuality, but mi gente, you know. At <laughs> some point, yeah. That. At some point, you know, all right. <laughs> like, Robocop, all right. Isn't it it's X-A-E? And then he, he changed it, so it's it's even yeah. harder. I don't know. Yeah. But that was the wife, I think, that did it. He just co-signed it. It's like, yeah, this is nice. We're going to stick with it. It sounds nice. But then again, he's a billionaire, so then who's going to say anything to him to oppose him? So. He can do what he wants, honestly. Or somebody owned the Tesla's like, I don't want my Tesla re- repossessed, so I'm not going to say nothing to him. I'll I'm leave that sorry. alone. But um, okay. but yeah, touching on that, though, and since you are not directly affected in a bad sense, but you, you do have an odd name. Not an odd name, bad again. Just like a peculiar name, Betty had said. Yeah. Like, you would think at some point, I get it sometimes with, like, parents who were born and raised elsewhere, they come here. They birth a child, they're born here, that's the culture they know, but they still give them a super ethnic name or a super regional specific only name and stick that with the kid. The kid won't necessarily hate them, but they'll hate the fact that maybe they didn't think outside the box. Like me, in my case, I'm literally named verbatim after my father, down to the middle name. So my mom was lazy, obviously. She didn't have any brain cells left while giving birth to give me any other sort of name which i would have preferred at least jose over like you know jorge we're literally named after my father but when you get a super ethnic name you can't or you can never have the privilege of having anybody sorry you can't get upset at anybody for mispronouncing or butchering your name i don't feel that's ever an entitlement you should have but then people still do it though like, you got syllables missing, you got all these hyphenated marks and all that, too. It's like, how did I, I get that right? I feel like if your name's cultural, like, I love, like, Nigerian names and, and like, like, like black names. Like, I love black names. Yeah. Um, I feel like when your name really means something, like, there, there are a lot of, a lot, a lot of black people that have these, like, beautiful, um, you know, sometimes intricate names and, um. I feel like, you know, it's sometimes I have people be like, oh, like, yeah, my name is da 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 but you can call me. And I'm like, no, like, what, what's, like, what do you like to be called? Do you like to be called your name? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, all right, well, fuck it. I'm going to learn your name because, like, 
out of respect. I feel like it, it itself is kind of, yeah, out of respect because I didn't stop. I feel like it's kind of like a, a, a microaggression to go out of your way to, you know, simplify it for yourself to yeah. pronounce somebody else's name. I don't know. And I feel like, um, a lot of a lot of black names, you know, sometimes it'll be, have like the most beautiful meaning. Like it'll be like, um, you know, keeper of the sun, or or I don't know something something just beautiful and intricate, almost like poetic even. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's interesting because there's this actress. I'm forgetting her name, but she played Crazy Eyes in Orange Is the New Black. Mm-hmm. Um, you know who I'm talking about? I know the face. Yeah. You know the face. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, and she has like the like this really cute like um suit cap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her, yes. So um I'm forgetting. I think her name is like Uzo Aduba or some, something like that. I'm forgetting her name. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to Google it because I really hold on. I really don't like butchering people's names. Like I want to get it. Hold on. No, I'm gonna get it. It's no way. So orange is the new black cast. Okay, but she said this really amazing quote. Yes, Uzo Aduba. Um, she played Suzanne on Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. She said this really great quote. Um, she was saying that she came home one day and then she asked her mom to call her like Emily or something, like something just really basic. And her mom was like, why would you want to be called that? And she was like, you know, because no one can pronounce my name. And her mom's Nigerian. And her mom said something along the lines of like, if people can learn how to pronounce, um, I think she said like two like painters' names, like it was like like Leonardo something or like these like really intricate names. And then she was like, you know, people can learn how to pronounce your name. Hmm. And I was like, that's so important because you know your name is is your identity and and it holds power and names affect so much. So it's, it's to even they say that like your name kind of affects like who you become yeah. also as well um so i feel like yeah even if you have a difficult uh not a difficult name but an intricate name like make sure people pronounce that shit right and 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 for people that meet those with intricate names make sure you ask how to pronounce that shit and pronounce that shit right <laughs> and make sure they get your name right on all yeah. occasions yeah, it, you know, it'll take, what, two seconds of effort to, to figure out how to pronounce the name? That's cool, do though. It. That's cool. You know? But, you know, I do want to touch back on the music now. You know, we had fun okay. trying to decipher your name, and, and I'm still shocked that that is your legit name. Yeah. No disrespect yeah. with that, but it's just like I never would have expected <laughs> that. <laughs> no disrespect. I, no, no worries. It's all love. Okay, but um, love. if I recall correctly, I think roughly around this time, I want to say two years ago, is when I linked it back up with Angel. Again, shout out to him, Angel, AO Productions. Uh, I forget. I think it might have been called the Midnight something something in the summertime in Brooklyn oh, somewhere. The midnight. I forget what it was. It was Midnight something. But yeah, they Midnight were Collective, like- I think one of those. And I met you, I met Frankie, and I met... Angel, obviously. And I think Brendan also, actually. First time we encountered each other. Brendan, yep. I think he was there, too. That time. Right. And what's surprising for me, at least, again, because I'm not a musician, I I always respect the craft, what you go through, your creative process and such. But 
I remember from back when in 2018 till now was when you were tentatively working on something or something would be out per se. And I did put it out there that I would like to sit in on like recording sessions, whatever you have going on, because I always respect that craft, that aspect of it, of the um, yeah. the groundwork per se. But and I know now you have Kick It With Me, which is, again, great work. Frankie's help on it, too, as well. But is there any specific reason, per se, or your reasoning behind why the the gap in time, per se? Trying to find yourself, your sound, anything yeah. in particular? Yeah, so I wouldn't even say it was about finding my sound. Definitely part of it was, like, finding myself. Um, but I dedicated a lot of time to my artist development. And I'm still dedicating a lot of time to my artist development. Uh, I mean, it's your development as an artist never ends. Um, you know, Beyonce, she rehearses, what, four, five, six days a week. Um, she rehearses every single day. Bruno Mars rehearses every day. Mm. Um, I think Bruno rehearses, like, eight days a week. Like, he, uh, like when he's, like, really, like, I don't know if he's still making music right now. I'm assuming he is waiting for an album. Probably. But, um, you know, eight days a week, he rehearses like two days and one, two times in one day. Mm. Um, so your, your development as an artist is never done. So I really felt like vocally I wasn't in the place that I wanted to be to be able to like release music. Mm. Um, and part of that had to do with like my confidence and, you know, me really getting in the way of myself. So I started taking vocal lessons and um, going to different people. Um, I had a vocal coach around that time. Her name is Liv. Um, shout out. Live. I think her Instagram is live L I V B official. Um and that was great. But then I moved on to taking vocal lessons where I'm at now, which is the voice box. Also shout out to the voice box and the CEO of the voice box who is a Kayla. Um so I take vocal lessons there. I wanted to take group vocal lessons because I was really afraid of singing in front of people. Really? So yeah, as a singer and also as a Spanish speaker, anytime somebody finds out, like, finds out that you sing or that you speak a different language or whatever, they like put you on the spot. Like, they'll be like, "Oh, you sing, sing right now, <laughs> go." <laughs> and it's like, huh, whoa, uh. whoa. Or it's like, "Oh, you speak another language? Oh, how do you say this? Speak, speak Spanish right now, go." And it's like, all right. Um, so I, I always get put on the spot, and I would always be so scared to sing in front of people. So again, I got kind of tired of my own shit. I was like, you know, I want to sing, then I really need to put my best foot forward and do it. So I took more time to develop myself um, as an artist, develop myself vocally, um, find myself, mm. um, and really learn like how to fall in love with myself as well. Um, yeah, before I was like, I felt like I was ready to put something out. So, yeah, that's surprising to me because at least when I met you back when it seemed or at least Angel, I remember introducing you as a singer and I wasn't going to do it immediately. Oh, sing for me then. Whatever. I was just like respectfully going to try to see what progressed from there as far as, oh, let me go to your SoundCloud kind of thing. Let me see what you got out there so far. But that explains yeah. a lot now. So but again, it's still surprising to me that you're admitting now even from back when, when you were, I guess, being introduced to people as a singer, or that's how you were being presented to people, you were still, like you said, scared to do that in front of people. Yeah, it's it's interesting because um, 
people really think that, I mean, for some people, this isn't the case, but it's really scary, like, doing what I do. It's really scary because you don't get to hide. You don't get to hide any part of yourself. Um, and the music that you put out, like, it isn't yours. Like, it's, it's for the rest of the world. So you are kind of put in this position where, like, you have to be vulnerable. You can't not be vulnerable. Um, and then you can't hide, like, any part of yourself. So anytime that I get on a stage or anytime that I open my mouth, I'm terrified, honestly. Like, I've still worked even? very hard. And still to this day, absolutely. I feel like the anxiety, I mean, you can, I'm, I don't know, any singer out there want to disagree, that's fine. But um, I feel like the anxiety never goes away. You just kind of learn how to deal with it. Like, you get to a point where you get so tired of your own shit that you're like, I will not let my fear get in the way of this performance. I won't get, I won't allow my fear to get in the way of this studio session or whatever, whatever the case is. Um, so yeah, still to this day, I'm definitely like scared before I hit the stage. Absolutely. You just do it. So with the performances you've had since back then till now, it hasn't been many, it seems like, but how have you learned to cope with anything? Is it thanks to the voice box teaching you things or have you tried to learn your own techniques to implement yourself to try to cope with being on stage and doing it? I would say in the last year was really when I started performing. Um, I'm very, very thankful because um, every show that I did do, it seems like I performed like once a month, which is really dope. Um, at least as someone that at the moment didn't even have music out. So it was amazing to be able to perform once a month and sell out shows hmm. uh, without even having anything out. My favorite thing, and really to this day that I'm so, so thankful for, are like my supporters. Like, I, there's no words that really that I could even, that that I could say to, to really show and, and say how thankful that I am. Um, but my supporters are amazing because I don't have any music out but I would sell out these shows and then they would come to my shows and sing every song word for word verbatim every time. And it's like, how, like, I don't know if they go home and they listen to the videos that they take, um, but they would do that. And, and that's love. That's really love to, to come out. First of all, to get people to leave their house is a feat in itself. Oh. So that's one. That's that. Um, because I know for myself, especially if it's raining, like if there's only one with the weather, like I'm staying inside. Yeah. So um, I'm definitely more of like a like a homebody. But um, the fact that people go out of their way to come to my shows and to learn my songs that aren't even all out, like that's crazy. Like I have a song um, that was supposed to come out a while ago, Juice. People love that song. I love that song. Yeah. By the way, yeah. yeah. You ain't got yeah, the yeah, juice yeah. like that. Yeah. I can't sing. Yeah. I'm sorry. You know, just I my know, fandom. You sound you sound great. Um, but yeah, that that song, I mean, Pete, that's a crowd favorite. Um, Juice um, and a couple other songs. But but that, to me, it will always be like, there's no words for that feeling where I pick mm. up the mic and I'm singing the words and people are singing my words back at me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's no words for that. I'm just, I'm thankful again. You know, what's crazy, what's crazy right now, you'll see in the video, is that as you express your gratitude to those moments 
the sun is shining so bright on you and, and your face and your hair, like glistening right. almost, like golden. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> I'm like trying to like kind of move away from it, but yeah, it's definitely No, no, don't, up. don't. It, it looks great on you, actually. It looks good? Okay, good, good. Yeah, it's playing off your skin perfectly. It's beautiful. Okay, perfect. <laughs> but, um, wow, that, that's still surprising to me to think, though, that you would still be, or it makes sense having to cope how you deal with getting in front of people per se still um i guess it could translate over to like uh public speaking and uh speaking in front of large crowds even if it's not the same as singing per se speaking itself would be crazy to do for some people at least but it's crazy you cope with it it's still amazing to see that you're as you go by performance wise you're still learning you're still kind of seeing getting the feels for it that how to best manage around that so that does explain now i guess why you're comfortable with kick it with me being the single what what's the next thing you got in store now if anything what's what else is coming up for you so i'm hoping to drop a single um i'm hoping to drop music every eight weeks I'm putting it out there because I want to hold myself accountable. <laughs> um, so that's really like my goal. I hope to share more of myself um, with everybody. I really hope to continue to be vulnerable and continue to be open with my process. Um, that's kind of just like the next step for me. Um, I am releasing another single. It's the second part of Kick It With Me. It's called Lie To Me. Um, the release has been delayed because the music video, um, we're not done editing that, but as soon as that's done being edited, it's going to be released with the music video. Um, and this song wasn't produced by Frankie, but it was produced by somebody named Sense Westbrook. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's a, this, this dope producer from the UK. Um, let me make sure I get his IG correct because... I like to shout people out and give them um, their credit where it's due. But since, yeah, since Westbrook is his, um, is his IG, just since Westbrook. So he's hmm. from the UK. Um, shout out to the UK. Shout out to since Westbrook. Um, I actually was shown the beat by my co-writer Hydra. Um, she was like, oh yeah, girl, like listen to this. Like I didn't really vibe with it, but you know, I don't know. I'm not crazy about it. She played it and I was like, so we're writing to this right now. This is it. Um, <laughs> this is it. Um, I wrote to it and then, then after I wrote to it and I recorded it, I actually sent it to the producer afterwards and I was like, Hey, this is, I don't know if the song, if the beat is still available, but I went to the studio with it, went to it kind of mine now but you know how do you feel about mm. <laughs> how do you feel about this give me your feedback and he fell in love with it so um you know papers were signed um, mm. he, um yeah he's a dope producer dope person as well um so i'm really excited about that nice will that be coming yeah. up soon enough at least lie to me the next one in line and um as you mentioned earlier off air you hope to have that line up with the video as well, so both can drop at the same time. Yeah. Which I found commendable, and it makes sense now because, like we discussed also off here earlier, you mentioned that you didn't want to do so much an album or an EP, like you said just now, preferably something dropping every eight weeks because of the overall audience's now short attention span with music. Because 
That's what I'm starting not to like about music so much now. And I'm sure you can attest to it too because every Friday now we're at the point where 30 albums drop. Jagged Edge, I think, just dropped like a 50-track whatever project they want to call it. Brandy dropped too as well. There's 20-something other artists to catch up with too and see when, if you get time for that. It's like quit everything you're doing now just to listen to what released every Friday to try to even keep in tow with what happens. So... You being an artist now, you being finally comfortable now to do the single route, have a sort of set routine of when you plan to drop new material. Do you find catering to the shorter attention span now of the younger audience in general to be difficult or having to force you to adapt to it? No, I feel like, honestly, if you're an established artist, like Ariana Grande could drop whatever she wants to, whenever she, do, whenever she wants to, and it's going to be a hit. So um, when you're an established artist, you can really drop whatever you want. But I feel like when you're not established, it doesn't really make sense to drop singles or EPs. And I, I mean, no offense to any artist that, you know, is doing that. I, I mean, the, I really don't feel like there's a map or a key on how to do this. Um, every networking panel I've been to, I've been to ASCAP, I've been to a bunch of panels, mm. I've, um, networking events and everything kind of just, falls under that you know no one really knows what they're doing they're just kind of seeing what might work and noticing like little patterns that may be working in their favor and and they just kind of go with the flow um so i just kind of feel like oh i lost my train of thought <laughs> but yeah no one knows, no one really knows what what you know what they're they're doing there's not really like a key to it or a map you just kind of have to do it and hope that something sticks no, I, I get, and the fact that you lost your train of thought makes sense, too, because that adds to your younger, so short attention span on your end, too. Right, the short but... attention span, I <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny, that's perfect. That's you played perfect. right into it, exactly. played right into it. I, but yeah, I was, I was, that kind of helps me get back on track, is that um, I feel like if you're not an established artist, um, yeah. you, like you can drop a project, and people will kind of just listen to it like maybe once or twice, and then never listen to it ever again. Yeah. Yeah, there is a lot of that, too, because now it's just kind of, I still remember, I'm old enough to remember at least, uh, an album would drop on a Tuesday, it'd be a big deal, and you probably wouldn't hear from that guy or girl again for like at least a couple of years, or yeah. take a big break and actually craft something new and then just come back with whatever else new whenever it drops. Now it's just like, you know, come on, it's overbearing. I lost that interest, too. Like I love hip-hop, but then... Every hour, there's like a new rapper coming out. Every day, there's like a new SoundCloud full of five, six freestyles that just slap together, and then, and some hit, some don't, and then you're kind of stuck out there wondering, okay, who can I land on that makes sense to me to what I like? And then right. subgenres, all that too, is just a mess. But that's fine and dandy how they want to handle it too. With this now, with Kick It With Me, with Lie To Me coming up next soon enough, do you have any end goal per se? Do you have a set number of tracks you want to put together and put out and neatly package together? Or what are you going with maybe theme-wise with any of these? What am I going with what-wise? What like, do, do you have like a theme you're going for? Do you have like something elaborate setting up at all? No, or? I'm really just, I feel like another beautiful thing about just dropping singles is that you get to kind of play around with sounds. Hmm. You get to kind of, one, build a nice like, um, support um you get to 
I, I don't like to say fans, but like you get to, you know, kind of have your support kind of grow and like the hype around you grow. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also get to play with sound. Like you get to see what, you know, your supporters like and don't like, um, you know, get to see like what, um, you know, some DJs like or don't like, et cetera. And so I feel like, I don't know, I'm just going to have fun with releasing music and, you know, just really building like a strong catalog. And then in the future, like for sure, probably would, would drop an EP once I establish myself more. But in that case, since you might be not so much worried about, but you're looking to see feedback from whatever you put out there, since you're fairly new, would you still be more of, I have to listen to what the audience tells me and do that, or would you just take that as maybe, okay, that's a tip I can go with for whatever else next I'm doing? I am a very big believer in making the music that you want to make. Um, so I'm always going to do what I want, but at the same time, I just want to make sure that, um, like, you have to find a happy medium of, like, I don't know, Balance. I, I don't know. I'll always just make the music that I want because I'm never. I've never been the kind of person to adhere to what anybody like really wants me to do. I just kind of go with like my gut. Mm. Um, I'm just you know just saying that when you do like release, you know, different multiple singles, like you get to just see like what's working and what's not working, um, and you kind of get to just um, readjust mm. your game plan um, and and perform like a new plan of attack. Okay, that makes sense then. So you'll take into factor whatever someone says to you, hopefully most likely a fan, but you'll consider it as far as what you want to craft on your own. So your sound is still your own. Absolutely, because I feel like when you don't really care about what people say or how they feel, like I feel like you're able to create, and you you just create, like you're able to create something that's more authentic and something that resonates. Um, versus just creating like what's out there now because what's out there on the radio now and what's on the chart right now like those songs were made months maybe years ago maybe they came out months maybe years ago and they're only just now getting recognition so Hmm. it's no use in creating you know for the now when what's happening right now and what's hot right now like has been in the works for such a long time you know what I mean so just just create and just Stay authentic to yourself and your story and focus on the story that you want to tell and just make music. Hmm. Well, I think it goes. What was it? Okay. So obviously you've been inspired or motivated by, let's say, whatever you grew up listening to or who you, I guess you connected with or identified with sound wise. I, who would be your influences as far as who got you in the music to begin with, who made you want to be a singer? How did you get inspired in that sense? So it's really funny because I grew up listening to just Spanish music. Like my mom doesn't ah. really speak English. Mm. So I grew up listening to salsa, bachata, merengue, um, reggaeton. Um, I grew up listening to... Pedro Fernandez, Celia Cruz, Selena, mm. um, Luis Vargas, like a, like a like a lot of the 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 big names in the Latin industry. Um, I got into music 
I think when I started watching like Disney Channel, like when I saw like That's So Raven, like I thought like, she was super cool. And I was like, oh, like I can do this. Yeah. Um, I love yeah, that show. Like, I used to watch that. Thinking, yo, That's So Raven. You could, you could, you, you, I was just watching the reruns of that the other day too on um, Disney Plus. Yeah. Um, and That's So Raven is never going to get old. Like, no. absolutely. So, I started watching like Disney Channel and I was like, whoa, like I didn't know that I could do this because I grew up so heavily with my music, but then seeing the kids on like Disney Channel, like, you know, live out their lives, but then also like follow their dreams. I was like, oh, okay, like that's something that I really want to get into. Um, but it's funny because my grandmother, uh, I found out at some point that she was a singer um, in the Dominican Republic. Mm. She didn't really make it that big because her father was... Um, very religious she grew up as a jehovah's witness uh, um yeah and so at the moment when she was singing um she in the dominican republic it kind of was very well known that if you wanted to do something in that nature a lot of girls would have to subject themselves um right, so right. yeah so um her dad was like that's clips <laughs> not doing this anymore um you live for god now um and so she just you know she wasn't able to really fulfill mm. her dream yeah did your grandma ever get to see you sing at all or did you ever get to you know give that to her yes yeah, so she did yeah my so my grandmother may she rest in peace um frankie and i went to her house um, well, to my aunt's house. She was staying with my aunt at the time. And he brought his guitar, and I was like, okay, like, I want to sing a song for you. She had never heard me sing before. Mm. Um, and so I forgot what song we did. I think it was Best Part. Um, and I just sung that for her. And she was just so happy. She was so, so happy. Um, and I'm thinking about my grandma now, and I'm getting, like, all warm inside. Um, but she was, it's so sad, like, it was sad, but like, like very bittersweet because when she was passing, um, she was in the hospital and she was unconscious. And so she had a bunch of people that would go to her and you know, just talk to her, even though she was like asleep, like, I feel like she could hear us. Um, and so I was in her hospital room. Um, nobody was in the room. And I just like held her hand and I started singing um, Breathing by Ariana Grande. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I was singing to her, like a tear like rolled down her face. And I, I don't know, I like to think that she could hear me. Right. And that was like also like a really nice moment because I feel like I feel like she could hear even though she couldn't react physically. Mm-hmm. She could like you know she loved hearing me like singing she really wanted to hear me sing more so me being able to sing for her one last time was something really beautiful and so you know my grandmother when she taught me when she told me that like you know when I was younger that she was a singer and that she also had a love for music I feel like that kind of helped my love for music grow too because she was singing for me all the time um and my grandmother's voice was something that I always would hear every like every time I would call her because she's from DR mm-hmm. so every time that call her 
I'm gonna get on the phone with her. Like that was the voice that you would hear in the mornings. That was the voice that you would hear on birthdays. That was the voice that you would hear because, you know, she loved singing. So, mm. you know, may she, um, you know, that's a lot of where my inspiration comes from as well as her. You know. Oh wow, that's nice to hear though. So she definitely yeah. got the you, got to give that to her before you know. Rest in peace. She left us. Yes, and it's a beautiful song. Mm, it is. Have you have you heard of it before? Breathing, yeah. Okay, yeah, it's a beautiful song. So I sung that for her, and you know, it was a beautiful movie. I mean, I'll I'll take it. You're an Ariana Grande uh, Grande fan. I mean, I am too. She's got a great voice. I like to look at her more yeah. than I like to listen to her, be, to be honest. But I'm but um, do you ever have that complaint, or have you ever heard that yourself, where people say, "Oh, she kind of mumbles or garbles through her words through the songs at all"? No, I mean like. Music is also subjective. Like, you're going to feel how you feel about it. Um, I feel like Ariana could sing any genre, anything that she wants, and it'll sound great because she is a really talented vocalist. Like, can't nobody take that away from her, personally, right? I feel like sometimes people that just, like, hate on other people, like, just because you hate on that person doesn't mean that you can take away from the things that make them great. Um, so like, let's say you and I have beef, I'm not going to be like, oh, well, you know, he, you know, his podcast sucks. And it's like, what? Clearly you have an amazing podcast. Like now you're lying. And now now you look stupid. Like Ariana can sing, like, we're not going to take it away from her. (laughs) Um, and you know, there's also so many things like mumble rap, like, again, music is subjective. You can make whatever you want. Um, so that's my thought on that. I don't think she mumbles at all, but. It's interesting that people will go out of their way to say that, I guess. I, I think they were complaining, at least, like, per se, to haters. They complain that she doesn't, like, enunciate every word or something like that, which I can understand her. Like, I, I never had that issue myself. I've never had an issue. That's funny. Which is weird because, you know, I, I'm also a big fan, again, as I said, looking at her more than anything, I'm guilty. But then I, I had to worry initially because I thought maybe she was underage, so maybe don't look at her so much or don't watch her stuff. But then... She is of age, thank God. But I was always a fan of, uh, what was that show, Victorious, she was on? Victorious, yes. That's so funny because, I don't know. It's, it, it, I had um, a friend of a friend who's actually on Victorious. Hmm. Um, uh, Leon Thomas. At, a mom- at the moment, um, my friend Selena, she was going to middle school with Leon Thomas. Um, and it's it's always so interesting kind of seeing just like a, like a little fun fact. Um, right. It's so interesting like seeing how much she grew immediately coming out of that show, um, Victorious, because cause she could sing, um, Victoria could sing, and then who was the mean girl? She can sing. She could too. I remember. Yeah, everybody yeah. could really. Everybody could sing, but. Those who have amazing vocals as well. So, like, I don't know. It's always very interesting to kind of see, like, it's almost like her wings are being tied down. And then, like, once the show is done, like, she, like, broke free. Yeah, because, I mean, to go from that show, which was kind of paving the way for the the lead girl, I forget her name, Victoria, whatever. Yeah. To be the superstar eventually. But then, of all people, it was Ariana instead, which makes sense because she does have a great voice. There's no taking away from that. And the, and the tiny little package, that big, boisterous voice and magnetic and yeah. everything, too. 
But yeah, no, Nickelodeon definitely tried to. They really tried to to push out Victoria's, um, like push her out and put the focus on her. But it ended up just being somebody else. Which is okay. I mean, because we got Ariana, we're we're okay with the world. You know, she can lick all the donuts and cause all the trouble she wants to. I'm not lick the donuts. <laughs> she's never gonna be able to live that down. Oh my goodness. I mean, but then again, if she's the one in your donut shop licking your donuts, are you really gonna get mad? Like that's good press for you. Um, I personally would not because I'm an Ariana Grande fan. So like, I'm biased. I I'm really biased. I definitely could see why somebody would be upset that she's going into their shop and licking all their donuts because it's like I literally just baked that shit. <laughs> took all morning to bake that shit, and now you come in and lick them. You know. So I mean, anyway, love to Ariana. <laughs> If I ever have a donut shop, feel free to come through and lick all my donuts. And don't eat them, because the way she's built, she hasn't had a donut ever. (laughs) Don't eat, and don't eat them. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you could get away with that shit at my donut shop, so shout out to you, sis. And considering the fact you're a singer, of course, do you have any albums at all from any time, younger, when you were becoming a singer itself, or learning that you could, that inspired you at all, and said, yeah, this is the one, this is what I want to kind of envision myself as? at all um in terms of inspiration like for ariana in general or anyone in general outside of ariana everybody yeah there's a lot of people who um i really love and look up to like musically tiana taylor is amazing mm. um Jelani's amazing uh a couple of other people i love ariana grande her pen is amazing fact that she like also knows how to produce and engineer some of her own stuff is oh does really... she yeah she oh. she makes it from what i've been told um because when i went to ask i think like last year um on the panel was like tommy and um victoria monet who um work really closely with ariana um and so they were just talking about how like she's so hands-on like she knows how to do everything um so she really knows how to verbalize like what she wants what she's looking oh. for um, and if she if she isn't able to like she has no issue like recording herself really like doing her own thing so she's really dope she's a multifaceted individual like mm. talented. I'm blown away so she she can do that like studio nerd talk like probably Frankie would or something yeah no absolutely but I think it's also important like as an artist to be able to do everything yourself like super important oh in this day and age yeah I think right learn how to do some sort of engineering learn how to you know to produce a little something, um, you know, if not, I feel like you're going to spend a lot of time like waiting on other people to get the shit that you want done. Right, right. And I guess that explains why so many new artists today, like have no delay in putting stuff out. They just know how to like get in there, get out, promote properly, do it all on their own. Yeah. Yeah. Have so, you learned yeah. yourself at all anything or have you been touching oh, on that? Absolutely. I'm I still would like to call myself as like a baby engineer. I'm not a baby engineer, baby producer. I started learning how to produce. I'm not the best at it, but I'm really trying to get better. I do know how to engineer. Um, I was taught by a couple of really dope engineers. Um, you know, I songwrite. Um, I do play the bass, and I'm currently still getting better at that, so I play the bass. Um, so you just want to be able to do it all. If you have a song idea, you be able to get up out of bed, you know, produce your own little thing, hmm. you know, do quick little, you know, recording, send it off to somebody. Like, it's just really important to be able to know how to do everything. 
Yeah, and the good thing about this day and age now, you got access to almost everything you can at home directly with a computer, a mic, whatever, and just get yeah. busy pretty much. No excuses anymore. Yeah. Also, it's really good to know everything because then that way no one can, like, try to do you dirty because it's like, okay, well, I know how to do that. So, I don't know. Like, no one could, like, take advantage of you, if anything. I don't that's, know. That's yeah. A, that's great, though. But... I think Angel might have asked this at some point, some episode, but this is a good one, I guess. So where you see yourself and where you end up eventually is determined by you, How, however, whichever path you take. But do you have like an ideal case scenarios? I know you said earlier a show in the DR, a show in Haiti as well. But outside of those two, do you have like an ideal case scenario, like a show you can only envision or imagine that you want to work towards now? Any place, location, venue at all in mind? So I really would love to be an international, like an internationally known like singer and songwriter. Um, I do want to go on tour. I do want to open up for other people and like have my own tour. Um, but I also have other aspirations like outside of singing too, like um, one of my goals is to open up an elephant sanctuary someday. Um, elephants are, it's so random, I know. Elephants are my favorite animal. They're actually endangered. So um, I've, I've always wanted to open up an elephant sanctuary to help them out. Um, and I do want to have my own skincare line someday as well. So, I mean. You got some good yeah. skin. I'd definitely take your product. Thank you. Yeah, I, I hope. I thank you. I'll send you some samples. I need all the help I can get. I'm pale and I'm dry, so please. I got you. I got you. But that, that's funny, though, because there was a, another episode. We were making fun of Will Smith with the whole entanglement thing when that came up. Um, I wanted to see that movie he did about the concussions. I think it might have been named Concussion. But I think the doctor in real life was African. I, I forget from where. But I was thinking out loud, I mean, of all people, of all kinds of doctors, the doctor from Africa would know about concussions, but who's getting concussed in Africa? And and I thought maybe the elephants, because they bump into each other, they're so big, and maybe they're, like, shaking things off of trees. Do you know if elephants get concussions by any chance, or what they suffer if from the most? What? If elephants get concussions. If elephants give concussions? If they get concussions. Oh, get concussions. I have no idea. I don't know. I mean, I feel like, I don't know. I mean, can't anything get a concussion? I think anybody could enough with like a, a strong enough blow to the head, but uh, an elephant's kind of high up there. They're big enough. They got a big head. They can hit a tree, though. Like, they kind of, they get pretty big. I don't know. I can understand Maybe. giraffes because they got the, the long ass neck. And, and yeah, they could like knocking the limbs all the time too, and they break their own necks like fighting and all that stuff too. But then yeah, an elephant's yeah. got like a huge head. How do they do that yeah. to themselves? If they hit like a a rock, or if they hit another elephant's head, maybe. I guess yeah. I feel like that could be a thing. But I'm an, not sure. But an elephant sanctuary—that's yeah. why. Why the interest in elephants? I think they're so cute and I love them. They're so gentle. They're super intelligent. Super, super intelligent. Um, and I mean, I've always been very big on like protecting our planet and protecting um, everything that's on our planet. Um, I really hope to 
by the time I leave this planet to really make a difference in the world. Um, and that's really just always been my goal. So even if I don't end up having an elephant sanctuary, which I probably doubt, because I'm definitely going to get my elephant sanctuary. Um, uh, I want to be able to just do something to positively change the world for the better. Would you name any of the elephants Luna and or Bird? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe my first my first pair. <laughs> Who knows? Right. But you know what? Going back to things as far as a lot of people's, singers specifically, musicians specifically, inspiration. You got the last episode I talked about it with Poison Ivy. We kind of had a little bit of a back and forth on IG, at least, regarding uh, Michael and Prince. Uh, I don't know who you were more. Who who you were more a fan of? I guess uh, Michael Jackson and or Prince. Um, do you have a take on that at all? Do you have a favorite? I would say I'm more of a Michael Jackson fan. Mm-hmm. I love the both of them, though. I mean, there's so much inspiration that can be pulled from from both of them, and they both have really just dramatically changed the lives of really everyone on this planet. Um, they're good in their own way. Like, they're also so different, so it's hard to, like, compare the two because you can't. Even though I know that they all had, like, they had their own, like, kind of rivalry-ish kind of thing going on. Like, I know that they weren't friends. They had um, this, yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I love them both. Well, I ask because... Obviously, everyone always asks about the albums, you know, comparing those two together, how they were as artists in general, per se. And then I asked Ivy, which made sense, you know, Moonwalker versus Purple Rain, which I think the easy win goes to Purple Rain, considering those two. But my question now would be, and I guess from now on, I'll keep thinking this because since they're both dead, rest in peace to both, of course. Who would win in a fight? Michael or Prince? Oh, my. God. Because, but, but, but Wait, here, what kind of fight? Like, we're talking fisticuffs or what's fisticuffs going, on? going at it, you know, all rules thrown out the window. Because, hear me out, because okay. as far as I remember, before Michael passed, um, and Frankie made a good point that this is it tour, you know, of all things to name your tour, the one you died right after was this is it. So he kind of spoke into that's the universe. Bananas. I, yeah, no, that's bananas. That's wild. How do you the, foreshadow? <laughs> The training he wanted to do, or I don't know if he did or didn't, but he wanted to get Lou Ferrigno, the original Hulk from the TV show, to train him to go into that tour. So I don't know if he did yeah. or not, so he tried to get, like, bulked up or massa, as Frankie would say, too, in time for that. But then Prince was always known as an athlete. As short as he was, he was like a basketball superstar phenomenon in high school, something like that. In Purple Rain, if you remember, he was jumping off speakers in high heels and doing twists and turns and dancing like a motherfucker, all that. I don't know. I think I'd have to give the edge to Prince because he could just the speed advantage. I would give it to Prince because Prince was, was, and this is like something that like Prince fans like adore about Prince. Like Prince was shady. Like Prince was the king of like shade. And I feel like, you have to know how to throw hands if you're going to be so shady. So, like, no, because Prince, like, if Prince had a problem with you, Prince would, like, yeah. give you that look. like the, Side that, eye, that, everything. That side eye. You have to know how to throw hands if, if you're going to be shady. That's a fact. So I feel like Prince was afraid of nobody because 
Prince knew, like, if any of these bitches try me. <laughs> and he had the heels if all else fails. He could just take one of those in, off. In, in, in his attire, absolutely. Yeah. So I would, I would say Prince. I don't know. Who knows? But then Mike, well, as Poison Ivy pointed out to me, Michael didn't invent the moonwalk, but he kind of had that in his repertoire. He could just, like, back away quick, fast, mm. if need be. I don't know if he could do a split, Michael. I don't think he ever did. Or I never seen him do one. Right, right, right. No, but, I don't know. But, like, yeah, Prince is short enough. He'll throw his hands probably first or whatever, you know, like, uh, as he always does. Michael might bust a split, duck it, like on that Johnny Cage Mortal Kombat movie shit. I, but then I don't know if Michael ever did a split. I don't think he could for some reason. As limber isn't and as slim as he was. Who knows? I don't know. But do people do splits in fights? <laughs> that makes you vulnerable. What was like, that? Once you're here, like all you gotta do is like wail on him. I don't know. It seems kind of extra, right, to do a split to like avoid anything because then you gotta get back up. You're stuck down there if you're too heavy. I don't know. I can't split. So if I'm down there, I'm down there. <laughs> Might as well just count me out. Just roll on your back and just hope for the best, if anything. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. If, I feel like if, you, if you're going down there, you have to go with a plan because, <laughs> yeah, that's that's a sh- for sure way to get yoked up. <laughs> All right, but we'll we'll, we'll we'll mark this one as a W for Prince. Rest in peace to both, of course. Fan of both, yes. but I, I think Prince, yeah. But that's back in the day, though, of course, when you talked about it, you you spoke about it, well, you walk the walk, you talk the talk. You know, you can back yeah. it up. Nowadays, there's a lot of tough talking on the internet, and now they come confront you, and it's like, oh, I never said anything. No, I'm a fan. What are you talking about? I just want your attention. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. But we'll mark that as a W for Prince on this occasion. I'll, I'll be asking that in, until the day I drop dead, I think, because <laughs> until we bring him back, like, virtually or do, like, the hologram shows, I think we'll never see it okay. happen. But that'd be awesome. Okay. Baluna. Wanted to thank you formally so much for the time. We, we spent a, a good amount of it too, just talking, you know, dissecting whatever you had going well, on. Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead, please. Go ahead. Um, I just wanted to give a shout out to one person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been working very closely with um my friend um Leaf. She's she's an artist. She's a singer and a rapper. I don't know if you see me post some of her stuff um on my story, but um. Her and I work very closely. She directed my music videos, both of them. Mm. Um, we have written actually songs together. I don't, they're they're not out, um, but we have written songs together. And she's definitely somebody that's been in my life for a while. Okay. Um, we've been friends. I've known her since middle school, since so since we were like 11, 12 years old. Okay. Um, she's really dope. She has an EP out right now, um, and just wanted to shout her out because you know she's been in the you know music industry kind of doing her thing um and she definitely helps me a lot um with just with her like advice and her support um and i'm just super grateful to you know to have her as well um also shout out to endless um she is another person that i work with she's a singer um she and i co do the um background vocals on my tracks um so she's dope um her name is endless i think her her ig is it's endless and then leaf's ig is just at l-e-a-f mm-hmm. um but you know those are two phenomenal people as well that i have um um you know that i work very closely to as well so i just wanted to shout out you know um and yeah 
No, awesome. Yeah, and I was actually going to give you the time too before saying goodbye to like shout out anybody you had in mind, and also more importantly, uh, whatever else you got coming out besides you know the current single now, kick it with me, upcoming short enough. Whenever you get ready for it, uh, lie to me as well too, and yeah. b- feel free to plug away now too. Your IG, where they can find you, link with you, work with you. Yeah, so you can find me on all platforms at Laugh Smile Hello. Um, again, it's just laugh, as in like laughter, smile, as in smile, and then hello. Like, hello. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it's it's funny because I was just asked the other day like why that's my um like my screen name, mm-hmm. and I feel like it fits so well because I'm literally, I mean, if you take if you look at me, like I'm always smiling, literally always laughing. True. I have the biggest smile. Um, and I feel like, I don't know, it, it, even though it doesn't ha- say anything about me singing or being an artist, um, I feel like it fits me really well. Um, and that's been my screen name since like forever. So last mile, hello, all platforms, um, kick it with me is out on all platforms as well. Title, um, Spotify, iTunes, Deezer, wherever you listen to music, she is on. Um, so yeah. Nice. And it's fitting at least that you have Last Smile Hello as your tag for everywhere you, you know, have everything going on for you because, well, I'm I'm surprised actually that, let's say like a, a vegan yoga studio didn't snatch up that name first to label themselves that. But right? That, <laughs> I feel like I snatched it up before any of yeah, those You beat them to it. And I'm sure that's the one time they probably, you know, threw a fist up at the air and cursed the Lord for not getting on that sooner, if right. anything. They had to re-change their image, and, you know, you got people out here swearing that, you know, God damn it, I could have came up with that quicker. But so, Yeah, all those Pilates studios are tight. <laughs> so. But that's good. You're putting out good vibes. That's essential. So yeah. even if you beat them to it, you're still sending the same positive vibrations out there, if anything. That's the cause. Yeah. That's the movement. And also the movement yeah. is what you need to get with, hopefully, if you listened, if you watched up until this point. This was, of course, Luna Bird, B-Y-R-D, of course, illegally. So you can't even tell her to change it. You can't say, hey, I got that name too as an artist. No, she beat you to it legally and performance-wise too. So tough luck with that too. Last mile, hello, she snatched that up easily. Didn't have to think about it twice. No legal implications at all whatsoever. She owns that too. LLC, trademark, whatever. Whatever you got in mind. And guess what? Something spectacular. Who this? That's me. That's my program. Who this is? Who this is? Uh, who this dot is? Excuse me, an IG? everywhere else too for the most part who this i mean here and there might be who this is one on youtube or the twitch whatever someone beat me to the who this so i couldn't win that battle at all even if i took it to court i'm losing unlike luna bird she won that but something spectacular thank you again for your time today luna i really appreciate it and i hope we get to see you perform soon in person live enough when things go back to normal and also just a link in person as well again too Absolutely, absolutely. So, I mean, I really want to thank you um, for your time. I, I thank you for being such a, a big supporter because you're always definitely, you know, engaging on my platform, um, you know, reaching out to me and seeing how I'm doing and all that stuff. So I really thank you. Um, you know, and I, I once again wanted to just let everybody know, like, you know, stream that shit. We're, we're doing really, doing really, really good. Wait, I need to show you something because I'm really proud of this. Yeah. Go ahead, please. So, for my first single, I mean, we're doing really well. I'm just going to check my numbers again because I've literally been attached to it like 
So we're already at 1.5K streams um, on Spotify. Um, we're at 868 listeners. Um, and it seems like every minute there's at least like three people listening per minute, three to maybe four or five people listening per minute. Mm. So it's, I mean, it's really dope so far. Like the top listeners are like from the U S Germany, the UK, Colombia, and Norway. So shout out to, uh, Colombia, Germany, Norway, and the UK. I don't know who's bumping my shit out there like that, but shout outs to you guys. Play the song for your grandmama. Play the, play the song for your friend that you can't see and you can't be with at the moment. Um, and yeah, just kick it. <laughs> That's impressive, though, and thank you for sharing those stats. That's definitely great that you're getting out there internationally. They're kicking it with you. I'm, it's so funny because I told my vocal coach, I was like, I was like, these numbers who like i'm so like i was like i was like oh my god people are listening to my music she's like yeah why wouldn't want people listen to you like are you like what's going on with you (laughs) i'm like i know but still so it's very exciting it's my first single and i'm just really excited to to share my heart with the world share my story with the world um and just i'm so excited to continue growing and continue to learn and share myself with everybody it's well-deserved. You should definitely be proud of yourself, and thank you for sharing that. That's very impressive that in the short amount of time it's been out, it's doing numbers, it's making it's the rounds. Today. I mean, a, yeah, a week. Yeah, it's been a week. That's it? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's, That's yeah. even more mind-blowing. So we are here. Gang, gang. Nice. 